Hello, I'm Eric. And I'm Haley. And we are Reels on Reels. So on today's episode, we're going to start off by talking about the 2018 musical drama, A Star is Born. Yes. um, Bradley Cooper, I believe, right? Yes. uh, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga Gaga. starred in this one, and it was nominated for a ton of Oscars this most recent Oscar season. And essentially, this is a film about uh, a person who wants to become a singer and she gets discovered by an already established singer mm-hmm. and he brings her out into the spotlight and her career starts to take off and they have their own personal turmoils that they go through and that kind of affects their relationship throughout the film mm-hmm. and the established singer goes through things with his career yeah, so that's kind of take on their own they kind of take on take on their own career path their own life i guess mm-hmm. but yeah so, yeah. Um, overall, we, what were your thoughts on this one, just to start off? Overall, for me, um, I, I enjoyed it for the for the most part. I mean, you know, as a musician, I can kind of connect with what the movie was about, you know, and the struggles of trying to be a musician, trying to make it out there into the world and be, have people like your music and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a little bit of a personal attachment to the film mm-hmm. per se right not so much like with what not happens exactly in the, movie, the same but, but just, just it, it hits you yeah it hits me because it's kind of like what well, you know i live you know day in day out just writing music and hopefully one day i'll get discovered mm-hmm. you know that's that's what it's all about so you know i had that that personal connection with the movie so for the most part i enjoyed it um can't say that it's probably the best film out there but you know, I enjoyed the the music, the music uh, in the film, mm-hmm. and some of the things that happened in there. Yeah, so. like uh, just on the note of uh, in essentially how we felt about it. Like I, I wasn't super impressed by this one. Mm-hmm. Before we move on to another topic, yeah, because it it was it was really hyped for the amount of chemistry in between Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, and yeah. I personally didn't feel that throughout the film. I, I have to agree. I have to agree. It just it felt more like forced in your face. Yeah, for me. That's yeah, what it like, felt like I was definitely getting that too personally. Like I did watch their Oscar performance of the original song "Shallow." Yeah. And I felt more chemistry between them during that performance I, than I, I did during the film. I remember you telling me to go watch it because you wanted to see how I felt yeah. w- about that. And yeah, I think the performance at that time was probably more legit. Like, it has a lot more heart than actually what it portrayed in the movie. That's probably a good way to say it. Like, maybe, like, the emotion of them being at the ceremony together yeah. kind of brought out the emotions that I, I felt was kind of lacking in the film. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not alone thinking that. Yeah. It, it's, it, you know, it, the movie, you know, it, to me, it was a little predictable. Yeah. 
you know um it it's but, one of those stories that we we've heard before yeah and so it kind of hits a lot of the same beats that we've grown accustomed to in films kind of like this yeah yeah but i i would say other than maybe the lack of chemistry that i felt between the two of them the performances were pretty decent oh yeah um, Sam Elliott is in this one, and I thought he did a really good job with his role. I know he was, I think he was nominated for Supporting Actor. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he had a lot of emotional scenes within the film. And yeah. Lady Gaga did really well as well. Lady, Lady Gaga did really well, yeah. Sam Elliott, I th- and going back to him, yeah. um, I to me, I think he was probably the most powerful character as far as giving the emotion in the film be- with what he ran in with cooper's character oh yeah right and i thought that that you you can feel the pain and and the sorrow and the love mm-hmm. you know that's between them you know and yeah. it's like yeah more than i did like bradley cooper and did gaga's characters yeah because i i was kind of really tuned out until his character was introduced and kind of brought that feeling mm-hmm. back in that i was missing yeah so very thankful for at least like one of the first scenes that he's introduced into. Was oh yeah, very, he was he exploded yeah. right away. Immediately, like, Steen Sealer. Oh, yeah. I did it again. I did that in a previous episode Steen too. Steen Sealer. Steen Sealer. <laughs> Steen Sealer. <laughs> you heard it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a tongue twister for me. Apparently. <laughs> but yeah what what else did we find positive about a star is born i think the I music think, yeah the music the original songs yeah they were great yeah because i'm a really big fan of the the shallow song mm-hmm. yeah like it really gets stuck in my head like i end up singing it to yeah, myself afterward yeah even just hearing it like because you know like in the film you hear it kind of like in its very raw form and mm-hmm. then making its way into a bit more of a finished product and mm-hmm. you know actually being performed right like it's kind of a bit of an, an a slow earworm making its way it slowly yeah. wiggles its way into yeah. your head and that, then you least, can't get rid of it at least for me that's what it felt like it was just like oh it's kind of kind of it's got kind of that catchy like cool like yeah i can dig this and then when everything else gets introduced on top it's like whoa this is actually really nice mm-hmm. you know so and Lady Gaga wrote pretty much all the music in the film, or I can't really vouch for all of it, but I know that she had a big hand in writing "Shallow" with, I believe, Mark Ronson is his name. Okay, Mark Ronson. I didn't. Okay, he was. So I he's think involved in he it. was involved as well. And the the original song "Shallow" did take home the Oscar for best original song. Okay. All right. Well, that's, and I think that one was well deserved for this film. If if any award song. it was going to take home, I think that one was a good one for it to take it's, home. It's a very beautiful, powerful song. Yeah, it really is. It kind of it, it shows the again kind of like the themes of the movie: where the love, the power, the heartache. The it kind of gives all that, and you know, yeah. gives it to you in song format. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of that I feel comes down to. Um, like Gaga's voice really works well with that song in particular. She mm-hmm. just has this way of singing, and it, it feels. I know you've said this word before. It feels raw in a way. Mm-hmm. Like you really feel like you're hearing the emotion come from her, and then, mm-hmm. and it really comes through. Yeah, yeah, and well, I mean, yeah, she sang it, so yeah, <laughs> she performed it. <laughs> but you know, it's uh, and. Uh, honestly, to, for me, like Bradley Cooper, I didn't think he was that bad of a singer. 
Like I heard, like you were telling me that you heard that he like he does any doesn't have any like singing background, so he practiced. Yeah, I heard that he essentially film. taught himself singing for this. Yeah, I don't. Th- I didn't think he was that bad. You know, like um, I wish I could sing like that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's just you know, I'm sure he had a lot of coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, leading up to it, but yeah, you know, just. I, it wasn't it wasn't that bad to me like i wasn't cringing or anything mm-hmm. so yeah and on on the note of bradley cooper we didn't mention this before but he also directed this film it was his for it was his directorial debut yeah and what'd you think of that uh well i i have my thoughts about bradley cooper i'm not his biggest fan mm-hmm. so i was coming into this one with some apprehensions overall i would say the direction for this one kind of reminded me of the first time that I did a drama and kind okay. of how you're following what you think you should be doing, but it doesn't exactly hit yet because it's your first time. You're okay. kind of grasping the nuances okay. of it. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh. So when I was watching this one, there was a lot of things that felt really heavy handed, really melodramatic and... It was just a bit much for me and in kind of an amateur way. Like, I kind of hesitate to say amateur because it was a very well done film Mm -hmm. for the most part. But it it had a lot of those hallmark things for me of obviously a first time director, first time trying to do a drama. Yeah. You went through that. that. Yeah. You went through it. So you kind of you kind of felt where he was going with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I know you 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 mentioned heavy-handed. And oh yeah, it it does definitely feel heavy-handed. It's like slapping you in the face. Yeah, it's, pretty it's, much. It. I felt that this film was really spoon-feeding you the drama. Yeah, that's a of good it word all. for it. That's a good spoon-fed. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't feel like it left a lot of things up to the audience to infer. It mm-hmm. had to tell you everything. Yeah. And that right was, off the very beginning. Oh yeah. Yeah, just stuff in the background and. Mm-hmm. Little things like that, yeah. 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 It's, okay, yeah. No, I have to agree with you. Yeah, and that all kind of works together with the cinematography and the editing as well, which mm-hmm. I had quite a few problems with. Um, just throughout the cinematography, again, a lot of it just felt very basic, I want to say. Okay. Kind kind of like a first-timer safe. again. Very safe. Safe, yeah. That's probably what the right word is, safe. Like, yeah. I know there was this one scene toward the end where she's doing a performance, and we noticed that they they really stick to the 180-degree rule. Oh, God, this part. Okay. <laughs> and it felt like the scene would have benefited a lot from breaking the 180-degree yes. rule at least once. Yes, exactly what part once. you're talking about. Because <laughs> it would have it gave more purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, gave purpose, and it would have gave that that one thing just to separate it from everything else in the movie that was happening. Just, just give it that pop. Mm-hmm. Like that would have really caught your audience, I think. You know, and like I was mentioning when we were watching the performance in the Oscars, it felt like they were doing the same thing, the same type, the of, same camera type work, of camera yeah. work as they did in the film when they were performing their song. And very briefly, I feel like we should explain what the 180-degree rule is okay, for anyone who's listening who doesn't know that rule of cinematography. I might not explain it the best, so mm-hmm. you could jump in to sure. correct anything that I'm saying wrong. The 180-degree rule essentially comes into play a lot when you have 
um, conversations going. This mm-hmm. is kind of the best the best example of it. And the idea is to keep the camera along the same line so that the viewer doesn't get confused about the positioning of people and anything like that. So you can't film on one side of the table and then switch over to the other side of the table because that'll, it'll really disconnect. It'll shock your audience a little bit too much and take them out of the scene. Yeah. It almost, uh, also with moving, moving, uh, scenes where you're, you got you got camera motions going from left to right, and all of a sudden it goes right to left in the mm-hmm. middle of it. You're like, "Whoa, what just happened?" Like, "Okay, which direction are we facing now?" Yeah, like that's heading back into it. It it could make it seem like your character is moving in backwards instead yeah. of the same way they were moving yeah. before. Yeah, it's just very jarring um, to the viewer for the most part. For the most part, but it is breakable. But if you once you understand the 180 degree rule, that's when you're able to break it effectively mm-hmm. to make your scenes more interesting, more yes. compelling. And I wish they would have done that in that particular scene because that would have been really good. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're getting at for that one because the scene was very long-winded and it was supposed to be emotional. Very emotional. It was extremely emotional. And I felt like it it really would have benefited by breaking some of those established rules for emotional effect. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I, I wish, yeah, I wish they would have done that. Yeah, because the camera work just ended up being really repetitive. Repetitive and kind of got boring after a while. Like you, yeah. like I said, again, repet- uh, not repetitious. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I can only think of repetitious. <laughs> not re- no, no, it's not. Oh, my God. I'm like blanking here. Uh, um, like I'm expecting it. Um, oh, yes. Predictable. Ex- predictable. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. It, the movie was predictable to me, and the camera work itself was very predictable. It was a lot of dynamic shots, which is great, mm-hmm. but very predictable. I wish they would have done something different in some of the things to really enhance the, like the emotion and what's actually going on in the scene, and you know. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's hard to say. Like, yeah. you know, I everybody has a different way of seeing things. So mm-hmm. this is their view of it, and that's yeah. how they went and. It's just I'm just giving you my opinion and what I thought would probably would have been effective. Mm-hmm. So I have in my notes I have written down editing as well. Can you remember anything about the editing in this one? Um, nothing really stands out to me mm-hmm. right now. Um, I can't remember why I wrote it down, and I'm wondering if that's why I wrote it down. Maybe because again, it kind of it could that is part of editing because they could have. Um, you know, jump to a different angle, mm-hmm. you know, during the edit for that one particular part. If they weren't going to break the 180 degree rule, they could have made it a little bit more dynamic by, you know, jumping to a different angle, mm-hmm. you know. Or how how was the editing during the, the scenes with um, stage performances? Oh, with uh, Lady Gaga? Any of them, really. Just any of them, really? Yeah. I thought they were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, it, it kind of gave the sense of actually being there watching them, but, like, up close and personal. Yeah. So I, I didn't really, I don't think I really saw any issues with mm-hmm. it, you know, at, at that particular point where they're performing on stage for the fans, and I had no problems with it. And you bringing that up actually reminded me of another thing I wanted to talk about. What's that? The sound design. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I felt that one of the most effective things throughout this film was the sound design of really bringing through the feeling 
of it being overwhelming for Lady Gaga's character because mm-hmm. it really the sound design was very overwhelming when she's being kind of brought into the spotlight when she was not used to that before. Yeah. And I I thought that was extremely effective. It was yeah. very nerve-wracking. <laughs> yeah. I I said the sound design like like nothing stood out like bad. Mhm. Right? Um but yeah, I do have to agree that the the tension and the the build up of of how or where things were leading to of the certain points and how how they were using sound and audio and mm-hmm. to get you there yeah that was that was done fairly well yeah i would say the sound design was one of the standout moments for me yeah. watching this one you're right i'm glad you brought that up oh yeah yeah so basically, I would say that for me, A Star is Born, this rendition of it, because it is the third remake of this particular idea. Okay. Starting, it goes back to 1937, 1952, 1954, and another one in 1976. Okay. So they've, they've done this idea several times with some tweaks here and there, and they keep redoing it because it works. Yeah, it's, it's a formula that works, yeah. Yeah, it's a formula that works, but it it can become a repetitive thing to mm-hmm. be seeing. Like, it, it becomes a little bit predictable in a way because you, you know where the story's headed because it's been yeah. done several times. I personally wouldn't say that this one was a standout for me. Okay. Um, I, liked, I like Lady Gaga a lot, mm-hmm. um, but I probably wouldn't go back to watch this one again, personally. Yeah. I like like for me, once was probably enough. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like I didn't hate the movie. I kind of enjoyed it because of the musical aspect of it, being a musician and what they were going through. So I kind of connected in that sense for me. Yeah. But yeah, the movie was very predictable for me, and it's like nothing new really was was. There's nothing really new. Mm-hmm. Like, and I I was. Ex- quite expecting to happen what happens in the movie Mm -hmm. right and how it you know how things were leading up to it um so it's kind of like okay you know just like any story like that it has its ups and downs it has its moments right and you kind of just you're just kind of like not waiting for it but you're you know it's going to happen and just how it's going to happen i guess it's just you know so it didn't really stand out uh, there were a lot of things that I thought were done well, mm-hmm. right? But the story itself, just being told, was just mediocre for me. Yeah, it, I, it's average. Yeah, well, mediocre, average. Yeah. 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 Well, I would I would argue that mediocre is below average. Oh, okay. I, well, I would say average then, because yes. I don't. I wouldn't say it's below average. It's it's just you're running the mill mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. So, but I, for the most part. I enjoyed it. If you're a, if you're a musician and, and you know just want to watch a movie about other musicians and what they go through, you might enjoy it. Yeah, and if you know? you, if you're big into romantic dramas or yeah. you're a fan of a huge fan of Bradley Cooper, because I know I yeah. heard or Lady Gaga <laughs> or Lady Gaga, but I know I heard plenty of people really gushing over Bradley Cooper for this one. So. Mm-hmm. He has his fans. He has his fans, yes. Just so like, if if you are a fan of either of the leads, then you may have different ideas about this one than we do. Yeah. So would you recommend it? If you're a fan of Bradley Cooper or <laughs> Lady Gaga, go for it. Yeah. yeah. For me, I, you know, I say watch it. Just yeah. give it a shot. You might actually enjoy it. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's where I stand. And I would have to agree with you. So I guess it's time to move on to our other film for this episode. Which is animated? Oh, yes. It's animated, and it is Ralph Breaks the Internet. Woohoo! So Ralph Breaks the Internet is essentially Wreck-It Ralph 2. It is the sequel to the first Wreck-It Ralph, where we are introduced to this video game character from the 80s. And he meets his friend Vanellope Von Schweetz from another video game. and Love they become name. Yes, it is a cool name. <laughs> They become fast friends, and when in this sequel, we find them completely inseparable from each other mm-hmm. until something happens to Vanellope's game, and they have to head on out to the internet to try to save it. Yep. So that's pretty much the plot of the movie. Yeah, for the most part, they have We're to head to out. We're trying to save her yeah. game. Yeah. So they head on right. out to the internet, and so there's a whole bunch of internet references all over the place, and yeah. So what do you think? Yeah, overall, I'm still kind of a toss-up on it. You're still kind of in, the, in between there, huh? Yeah. Like, it definitely has its positive moments, but mm-hmm. there are some things about it that just don't hit for me exactly. How okay. did you feel about it? I personally, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Like, you know, I mean, on the surface and, you know, like for me, sometimes some movies are on the surface for me. It's just, I like just getting away, not worrying about anything and just, oh, that was a fun movie. Mm-hmm. It was a fun movie for me. I laughed. Maybe, you know, I'm like, oh, wow, that was actually really cool. Certain things happen. But there are, there are some things that kind of did bother me about it. But for the most part, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, it didn't quite hit as the original record Ralph did because yeah, that cause one. You really liked that one. I love that one because it it had its definite moments of surprise, mm-hmm. which this one didn't quite have. Mm-hmm. You know, so and maybe that's part of the expectation. Like, how are they going to top the first one? Because you know, I'm not sure if any of you have seen it, the first one, but. There is something that happens in the first one that just completely surprises you, and wow, this just took on something completely different. Yeah, it's right? it's one of those films where you walk into it thinking that you're getting one thing, and then the story escalates, and you realize that the it's trailers something... didn't reveal anything. Yep, it's a whole, it's, yeah. And the the movie is something completely different than what you thought you were going to get, but it was and it so makes much it better. so much better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so this one for me kind of didn't hit that mark. And I was kind of expecting it because that's what the first one was like. Mm-hmm. Um, it did, uh, to me, it felt like it attempted, but didn't quite hit it. But overall, I enjoyed it. You know, I, I had a good time watching it. Well, see, me personally, that the attempt that you are pointing out, I just think that was kind of not knowing where their story was even going until about the halfway mark, I'd say. Okay. Because kind of lost. Yeah, it felt like it felt like the story idea was very muddled. Okay, I, I can. I can and see it, that. it took a little bit long to get going, and then once they did get going, it got better mm-hmm. because it finally seemed to have some focus. But leading up to that point, it, it was almost like they didn't really know where to go. They had some characters that they were introducing, and then their plot lines were started and then kind of abandoned just to come in later. Okay. You think they meandered a little? Um, In the beginning, yes. Yeah. Okay. And then there is, I think they were also muddled by a whole bunch of product placement and 
positioning Disney's intellectual property throughout had, the internet world. I think they put a little bit too much focus on that. That's one of the things I had a problem with. Yeah, go go on into that because I do have a talking point for all the product placement. Because when when we got to a certain point in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. The first thing that came came out of my mouth, you know, as, as we were watching, I was like, okay. How many products are we going to see right now? Mm-hmm. And I started looking for them. Yeah. And there were a ton. A ton of them. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of like, yeah, pop culture is there, mm-hmm. right? Kinda like, okay, let's go see how much we can see, you know, how much we can spot, how much we can count. Mm-hmm. Kind of like almost like an Easter egg hunt. But at the same time, I was like, I wish they didn't do that because it kind of took me away from what's actually going on in the movie mm-hmm. it became like a whole other thing instead of being watching the movie it's like okay let's go look for this look for that look for that is it going to be here is it going to be there is it going to be there you know it's why well, wasn't there like all these questions started running through my head it's like if they're going to do that why didn't they add this why did they you know mm-hmm. it's like it almost like too much and now for me. now i do have to bring this up because another movie that came out recently that had a ton of product placement and references that you quite enjoyed was ready player one Oh, I did. Yes. So how is this different than that? I don't know. Maybe nostalgia factor for me. Maybe. For Ready Player One. Because it wasn't really... I guess you could consider product placement because there were products. It is a lot. Like That's why I kind of amended it to instead of product placement, more of intellectual property. Okay. Yeah. Because there's a whole lot of that as well. It's not just companies like Google and Snapchat that are showing up. Although I did have some issues with this being a children's movie and advertising all those places. Yeah. But the intellectual property of putting in references to other things that Disney owns. There was Marvel comes into play. Star Wars comes into play. And they plopped all of that in there. Yeah, like nonstop. Yes. (laughs) Although Um, I do have to point out, I think that was one of your favorite parts, though. So that makes it a little bit more reminiscent to Ready Player One, because it's more of a nostalgia characters. Yeah, because... I guess, like, well, Wrecker Ralph introduced, you know, all these other characters, too, from all these video games, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, yes, maybe it is a nostalgia factor for me, because I remember those characters growing up. Like, in Ready Player One, they referenced a lot of stuff in the 80s, which I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Like, every time they, they showed or mentioned I'm like, oh, I remember that, I remember that, I remember that, right? But... Yeah, it's more of a nostalgia thing for me versus actual, like, you know, product placement of a Coke or which, you know, or Pepsi or, mm-hmm. you know, it was just blatant in your face because they're trying to sell you mm-hmm. versus this is like they've already sold you this. This is just coming back to like, oh, I remember those days. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the difference. That's why I enjoyed it a lot in Ready Player One, even in the first um, Record Ralph when they introduced all these, these video game characters because mm-hmm. I remember them growing up. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're still around today, right? So I guess it's still kind of like they're selling you their, these things. But it depends on how you look at yeah. it, I guess. But I'm talking about blatant, like, yeah, product like placement. Snapchat, Snapchat Google, Google, Pinterest. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon, like, that's blatant, like, mm-hmm. here, you know? It's also pop culture. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't, you know, it's kind of hard to weigh, right? Yeah. It's kind of hard to weigh where, which way it's actually going. Mm-hmm. Is it there because of everybody knows that it's there? Or is it there because, oh, you should use this? You know, and we're affiliated or whatever. You know, it's just yeah. like. Coming well, from someone who spends a ton of time on the internet, I feel like 
many of them were there because they're there. You know, you yeah. can't you can't escape Google. That's you can't escape Amazon at this point. They're too huge to ignore. Yeah, that's the world we live in. Yeah, that's, and I I found it interesting that they had all these other companies there, but then they made up something similar to YouTube instead of using YouTube. Yeah, so that wasn't. I wasn't sure if that was real or not. So. No, I I feel like in within Ralph breaks the internet, the platform that is supposed to be similar to YouTube is called BuzzTube. Oh yeah. And I feel like if anything, they kind of created something that was a mixture of BuzzFeed and YouTube. <laughs> okay, that's that's what I was thinking. I wasn't sure if that was a real thing because everything else there was kind of like yeah, it's actually legit. Yeah, that that so. one struck me as odd that they kind of made up something online unless there is a buzz tube that i just don't know yeah, about I, I have no idea either <laughs> yes but <laughs> it, the, the film talks about things like going viral and internet fame and all that sort of thing yeah so it's kind of satirical i guess depending on how you look at it and oh, how i did like the likes yeah that was kind of cool with the vacuum cleaner <laughs> oh yes <laughs> sucking up your likes yes like, we, we, we collect here. them all <laughs> so, so i like that part <laughs> yeah i i do think they took an interesting take on what it would look like if the internet was personified as an actual place yeah yeah that was an interesting thing to look at yeah because uh, vanellope and ralph are going around the internet in these little cars that are taking them to websites based off of who they went to at a search desk, like the search bar. It, it's it's interesting. It was kind yeah. of fun it, in that it, way. It's kind of nice to like build that world, that world-building part of it to give it a little bit of more of a personality, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, that was actually kind of neat. And yeah. I know, kind of heading back to the intellectual property, I know you really liked the scene that was in it, and it was heavily advertised that they were going to put all of the Disney princesses together that. in one room. I love that. <laughs> you loved it? I, I loved it. I loved it. I, I I couldn't stop smiling. It was just, you know, which is kind of weird because, you know, they're Disney princesses. And well, it was it I, was kind of a joyful thing to see them all interacting with each other, and then they got pretty much every original voice actress to come back and voice which is her princess really again. Cool. Oh yeah, that's what I really liked about it. Anyone yeah. who was able came back to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, it was really nice to hear Tiana and Moana. Yeah, we actually pausing it at the credits. Were like, okay, are these the real people? Oh yeah, I, I had to pause <laughs> it to look at the princesses and see who came back. Yeah, I love I love that part. I'm not gonna lie that I really enjoy that part. I just could not stop smiling. Mm-hmm. You know, so especially what happens in that part just made me giggle. Oh yeah, <laughs> they they throw some shade at one of the princesses. <laughs> one of these princesses is not like the others. You'll have to watch it to find out. <laughs> She's from the other company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. I was like, ooh. These princesses are getting shady. <laughs> stab, stab. Oh, yes. But overall, it was it was a very nice aspect to have them. I actually hear that the Disney princesses might be getting a spinoff if people are interested in it. Oh, interesting. That could be interesting, depending you know, on where they go with it. Probably a lot, of, a lot of little girls growing up will probably enjoy something like that. Yeah, I could see it. You know, and then they'll branch off to, you know, watching their own little movies and then build on that 
I mean, it's going to be another Disney money making machine. Course. But <laughs> Disney owns everything, of course. <laughs> but yeah, so the overall feeling that I had from this one was like I'm, I'm still kind of mixed on it. There was definitely things that I liked, things that I didn't like. But I could probably watch it again. You know, it, it yeah. was still it was still fun. It was. It was. So I have to, I have to give it that. It was still a fun one. You can you can get into it. There's things for the kids, things for the adults. Yeah. I wish there was more of a Felix. Oh yeah. I kind of miss Felix in this one because Felix was a big part of the other one. Yeah, yeah. I I did miss the kind of the spark that Fix It Felix brought to the first one because yeah. they Felix does not come to the internet with them. So. Yeah. It's it's really just Ralph and Vanellope in this one and then they introduce new characters. Yeah. But I would recommend it. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you want a good just fun movie to watch, just go watch it. Yeah. I think I mean enjoy it's it. it's your typical Disney animated film like for the most part those aren't uh, they they're not not entertaining, you yeah. know. Yeah. For the most part, there's at least some sort of entertainment value for those. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, it, and the animation was great. It was mm-hmm. well done. The voice acting was, was great. Yeah. Um, you know, production-wise, it, it was really good. Yes. So there were just some things, but, you know, nothing is perfect, right? Mm-hmm. So take that with a grain of salt. I enjoyed it personally yeah. from beginning to end. And, I, you know, like, like you said, I can watch it again and probably yeah. enjoy it the second time. And I've third. watched it twice already. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, I'd recommend it. Go watch it. Absolutely. And if you do watch it, stay for the credits because Disney borrowed something from their Marvel counterpart and there are mid-credit, post-credit scenes. Which I thought was really funny. Oh, yeah. Kind of a nice little Easter egg if you if you catch it. Yeah, they're joyful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's something really, really hidden in that yeah. post-credit. If you catch it. Oh yeah, you you yeah. might not catch it, and I might even be stretching. Who knows? But yeah. I I picked up on an Easter egg in the mid credit scene, and then of course the post credit scene is just joyful. Yeah. Yes. So, so definitely take a look at Wreck It Ralph two. Ralph breaks the internet. Yep. If you haven't seen the first one, it doesn't matter whether you watch it or not. But I would recommend that one too. Oh yeah, definitely so. recommend seeing the first Wreck It Ralph because we just really enjoyed that one. But I don't. I don't think it's super necessary to see no. it for the second one because it is no. a self-contained story. Yeah, this one can stand on its own. Yeah. So, well, watch it. Give it a shot. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Of course. So, thank you for sticking around with our latest episode. I'm Haley, and I'm Eric, and we are Reels on Reels. On Reels.